What? What? Oh? We start in Teddy City, where two of John's three quarterbacks, oh, scored 21 points. And he was saying, 21, can you do something for me? But Teddy was pushing P. Ryan and his rich flex. And Esto is stuck with treacherous twins at the QB position. George Big Kettle Wise has often been distracted after his arrival in Titty City. And the loss of Brees Witherspoon Hall has proven detrimental to this football team. Josh Jacobs DeGrom finally got some run support. And it's bring your own guts for RV Secret Sauce with two weeks left to flatten the curve. Teddy, 148.4. Esto, 112.3. <laughs> Next, we head to the battle for the bye week, where it was Loaf who let bygones be bygones and beat Nate for the fifth time in six tries. Michael Keaton Pittman is the hero Loaf deserves, but not the one he needs right now. And it's the other guys who have stepped up this season for the factory. Damian Tierce has Nate in shambles the last two weeks, but Hill said big girls don't cry reek. And he'll be going to Justin Strawberry Fields forever for this playoff run. Dr. Loaf, 118.6. Mr. Meter, 93.8. Some spread. Tick, 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 tick. Tick, 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 tick. Now, off to the GNAC tournament, where Kenny Chesney Walker told Phil Creamer, no shoes, no shirt, no problem. And his two TDs were out in full force after Phil ripped his shirt off. Jacob has lost two straight and is watching his playoff chances crumble. And he's singing, I go back to the loss of a good Darren in the five short weeks I shared with him. Now only the good die young. Stops me in my tracks. And this busboy is wishing he never commit this tight end problem. Will, 138.5. Jacob, 86. Oh. No. We now go to prison, where Jesse Tenney and Trevor Lighting have been found guilty of collusion. Z-Tech went on a Jamar Wild goose egg chase, and Lighting said, I'll have this win over easy, please. OA Chris Godwin said, Brady, you're gonna be the one who saves me, cause after all... You're my wonder wall. But it wasn't enough to overcome the stomach ache caused by the revenge of the Joe Fixins during this Thanksgiving. Lighting will look to burrow his way into the playoffs, and it feels like Groundhog Day for the rest of the league with a late season lighting surge. Trevor, 142.5, ZTEC, 88. What? What? Last. We go to the townhouses where Gino Grigio Smith had Osh wanting to get heavily intoxicated and forget this season ever happened. Mike's hard lemonade Evans wasn't strong enough for Osh to catch a buzz, but Evan Williams McPherson was the final blow and Osh was well above the legal limit at the Boone's farm on Sunday. Rashad Betty White has been Sloan's golden girl all season and he finally got the proposal into the starting lineup. And he was hot in Cleveland this week. Sloan asked Osh what he did when he lost the league. And he said, I ran. USA, USA, 
USA. So 121.6, Osh, 98.5. Hello. There he is, the first place loser. How do you mean? The second place loser? How does the saying go? <laughs> if you get second How- place, you're the first place loser. Correct. So that's you right now as we speak. I would love to be second. What am I in second for? The punishment. Oh. You have to forgive me. <clears throat> it's hey, how how's the wine? That's the thing. I'm not Is it gone? <laughs> Apparently. Oh, yeah, the bottles. I got some in my glass here for the talk. But... See, you started long before I did. I thought this was a slow burn. I thought I needed to get about halfway done. No, no, no. Pre-interview no. and then and then finish. During... My my thought process was you drink almost all of it and have one glass left for the talk. Just just to top you off. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're gonna. So that's do why I wasn't. We're I gonna was see. What you're... We're gonna see what really matters, I guess, <laughs> or, or what what the best what the best route is. How is your wine, by the way? It's okay. Um, Just okay. Little Kim, little Kim K, uh, Kim Crawford, Soft B, Love that. Marlboro, twenty twenty. Gonna offer any notes on it? Um, it's sweet. It kind of has some some intense fruit, maybe some maybe some passion fruit. Okay, I like that. What about you? Yeah. What are you what are you sipping on? You sent it. So I'm I'm drinking JH Wheeler Saab Blanc 2021 from Napa Valley. I actually visited this vineyard in April and bought some of it, had it shipped back, and it's one of my favorites. Really good. Pretty easy to drink. I could offer some thoughts on this. Um I'm gonna move from the site from down to the nose and then finish with the palate and this is really just kind of an all-encompassing wine tasting if you will i know this is not fantasy related but we've had a really good chat in our snapchat so yeah i thought i've been popping off yeah so why don't we just run with that so as i look at this wine in my glass it's certainly a clear wine i can see my hand through the glass um almost maybe a pale concentration yellowish gold with perhaps some rim variation when i'm talking about rim that's the very top of the wine so that's almost clear whereas the body of the wine is kind of this yellowish gold uh no staining as you kind of move it around in the glass looking for legs and no evidence of gas when i'm talking about gas that would be bubbles so no evidence of that okay i'm gonna move to the nose now high acidity smell your kim k do you smell you smell the acidity there i mean it just smells like like (laughs) caramel like apples it smells like caramel apples i love that that's great the leg i can see there's there's just some small legs maybe a little run i see i i i mean you were serenading us right there so i'm not a wine connoisseur like you are so i think you just the Kim K will do what it does. 
But I think you just keep running with it. All right. Well, I'll, I'll just keep going with, with my, my notes here. So, yeah, high acidity on the nose here. Um, but at the same time, kind of a delicate uh, intensity. Uh, you can So this is a 2021. You can tell it's a youthful wine on the nose. Some citrusy aromas here, perhaps kind of a... Uh, some like melon like smells um, more on the ripe end for sure. And some floral, some floral aromas, I would say. Okay. So from that, I'm going to move to the palate. And certainly I know a lot of people in the chat have, have had soft Blanc before it's going to be on the drier side. So this is a drier wine um, and it can confirm I can confirm the melon-like taste within the wine, but also some apple and pear. Ooh. I would say a medium to light body, uh, virtually no tannins within this wine. Uh, but again, higher acidity, I can confirm that. A creamy, rounder texture. And I would say, kind of to round it out, more of a medium plus complexity. So God, all in all, a, a really neat wine. I'm enjoying that's it. A that's a beautiful synopsis. Um, I'm glad you, you liked said it. you said Napa. Yes. Wow. Mine, Kim K. Where is that from? Us from New Zealand. Oh, that's kind of interesting. Wine country, as they call it. That's really cool. Yeah, Would you go there so, someday? Would you go to New Zealand? Um, I'd go to New Zealand. I have a buddy that went to New Zealand. Um, a little on the edgy side, I would say, the buddy. But, I, I mean, raving reviews about New Zealand. So, yeah, I'd go there, I think. I would, too. be a long trip, but... Mine, like... is, mine is 2020, so has has a little hint of COVID in there. Mm. You know? But You got to be know. careful. Yeah, we can, we can, it all, it all comes out in the wash. You don't want to get stuck on the island. Yeah, no, you don't. <laughs> you just don't. You, you just don't. So, as beautiful as that was, we're going to have to segue into the hard-hitting questions. Because here for. I brought you on for a reason. And some people were saying, I won't name names, but some people were saying I was avoiding you. Yeah, why? For, for this very podcast. I don't get it. And just to explain myself a little bit, um, I had Osh on just a couple short weeks ago. And each season, I kind of read the tea leaves a little bit. Uh, once the season starts, I kind of look, you know, three, four weeks in, look where the standings are at, and say, these, these two at the bottom, I think I'm going to save them. Because at the end, if things keep going the way that they're going, these two could be in a battle for the punishment. So, you know, three, four weeks in, you and Osh clearly were the two worst rosters in my mind. And so I sort of saved you for this very moment. Last week, I could have had you on, but Will reminded me of the Thanksgiving roast. 
So I said, I right, think we have to, right. we have, we kind of have to stick with that. I think it played well last year. So I think we kind of have to stick with the Thanksgiving roast and I'll wait, wait till next week for Sammy. I and would then, say conveniently. I agree. I like having the Thanksgiving tradition. Yeah. I think that like football just revolves around Thanksgiving um, in a certain way or Thanksgiving revolves around football almost. And so I agree with that. This year, there the people that added value to that chat, there was only a couple. Yeah. Will was in there. Osh was in there. Myself. There might have been – was there another one? I think that was it. Me, us four. I think that was it. Yeah. Everyone that talked, I enjoyed it. I was kind of bummed. I thought Loaf would maybe say something. Tenny's like – he likes to chatter. So, that's kind of uh, a – Jacob and Lighting had very good – submissions last year i, I was yeah. a little disappointed with those where two are these in guys? particular where, loaf where i at? sort of expected just because we know loaf procrastinates to a certain point and then sometimes <laughs> it's just too far gone yeah it was too far yeah but yeah well, it's probably I mean, for my benefit because i think he probably would have laid the wood and so it kind of saved me from some embarrassment which is yeah it's all good with me but I mean, I think we're going to keep doing the roast until until I get zero submissions. I think so. And that could be next year. That could be in 10 years. 10 but, years. We're but, going to be doing that. It, we really will be doing this for a long time. Yeah. Can you keep I, up the I, podcast for that long? I promise you in 10 years, there the fastest two minutes will be so bland. That you so guys, much work for you to do all that. It's so much work, and it just there's only so many like puns you can come up with for but for players. Every year, there's some there's new players every year, and there's new yeah. pop pop culture references. So like that's what that's what saves me. It. You have to be a little bit topical with with the references and for what's sure. happening currently. So I have to kind of stay up with my Twitter <laughs> and and things of that nature. But, well, I think we got a good taste this year when you gave Karloff the mic on one of the weeks. And I yeah. think maybe doing some of that will yeah, help I'm gonna, I'm elongate gonna the – Yeah, I'm, I'm going to run with that this year yeah. again with in the playoffs. I'm going to get somebody who's not participating in the playoffs to kind of do a pod takeover as well. Hey, well, I'm happy to help. I'm not going to be in the playoffs and my audition yeah, – if you'd like to throw your name in the hat, was then... good enough to – Give me some, give me some looks. It was more than good enough. But (laughs) just so, just so we keep you from dodging um, your current situation, I'm just going to get right after it. How nervous are you? Well, I think a lot of guys would come on here in my position and say how not nervous they are. Just kind of flex their muscles a little bit bit and say hey i'm i'm not nervous but i that would be a total lie um it's coming down to the wire Ooh, buddy is it ever it yeah and this kind of can segue i'm sure but yeah no the team the team you said it all year i've got the guys i've had some injuries but it just hasn't come together I'm going to need – I need. I think I need one win in the next couple weeks to stay out of trouble. I don't know that Oshner can get a win here. Let's say we both – let's say we both get a win. Is, are there three weeks left? 
two weeks two, left. Two weeks left. Let's say we both get a win. I'm okay, I think, because I have the head-to-head. Sure. So there's no chance he goes 2-0. and There's no chance I go 2-0. and It's going to be a difference of who can win one game over the next two weeks. And yeah. it's going to be really interesting to watch. And I'm telling you right now, these schedules are not for the faint of heart for you two. So, yeah. Like, your guys' games are behind you. I, I know that he has Karloff, which is helpful. He has Loaf, Loaf and John, which you could go either way on John. It kind yeah. of depends on the week. I have Meter, right? You have Meter and Will, who is a wagon. Yeah. I think Meter has a really good team, but he's proven to be beatable. Yeah, he's gettable for he's sure. 50, for he's like a 500 record. So he's gettable. That would be that's my best hope is if I can beat Will or excuse me, if I can beat Meter. Um I would and, secure yeah, and Lightning sort of alluded to this a couple of weeks ago on, on this very podcast that you have a 60-point lead on Osh currently. So if we both so, go 0-2, I have maybe points. You kind of have like a game of cushion. Because it's points right? for the first tiebreaker? Yes, it is. Okay. So you almost have – like Osh almost has to win out and you go 1-1. One and one. Or Osh has to go one and one and you go on two for him to overcome his 60 point deficit. Like in two weeks, unless you just put up a stinker with which with Chase coming back probably won't happen. Sure. You, he probably can't overcome 60 points in two weeks. So yeah, I mean You're making you me feel go, good. If you both go one and one, you'd like to think that you you'd be in the driver's seat there, but Hey, the mic is hot. <laughs> it's not a good spot to be. My team no. is better than this. It's embarrassing. It really is embarrassing because you actually do have a good team, and I have been saying it all year. Like, I look at your roster, and I'm like, how is this roster three and nine? I would like to think that just the true fact of what you're saying will kind of revert to the mean in the sense that at the end of the day, when the ball is set hut, I don't get last place. Yep. We'll truthfully, see. truthfully, if you asked me to, to trade you rosters right now, me sitting at seven and five, I would probably say yes. You're kidding. I'm not kidding. My ro- like if you look at our rosters next to each other, yours is probably better. Is that an injury thing for you or a trade thing for you? What's the what's uh, a little bit of everything. I mean, just a little bit of everything. I just have a lot of just, like, no-name guys. I start three rookies every week. Wow. I can, hey, me and like my guys Jay, can be proud. Jalen Hurts just, this. like, carries me to wins. My guys are proud to hear this. This is, a, this <laughs> is the most encouraging thing I've heard all season. So, I mean, there's the silver lining, but... So, you don't want to play me right now. That's for sure. Not. I don't want... But the thing is, Sammy, I don't want to play anybody right now. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to make the playoffs, though? If I win another game, I'm I'm a lock. Wow. I just have to go one and one in my next two, and I'm in. 
Wow. And even if I go 0-2, I still might be in if Tenny loses. Fantasy football is all skill. Yeah. All talent. Correct. So it's just what you speaking have. Speaking of speaking of Tenny, it just kind of brought brought it up. Can you talk me through the the Sunday lineup decisions, or like the lack thereof lineup decisions, and how Tenny played a factor? <laughs> yeah, um, it's it's a tough scene. I I'm not gonna sit here and make excuses. I sent the text. I let you guys know what was going on. <laughs> The kid had COVID, we're at the whatever, urgent care. And then since he can't go to church, I went by myself so that Hallie could watch him. And then she went in the evening. My usual routine is that we go to nine o'clock church. And then I'm back, you know, I'm on the couch at 1030. 1030. Sure. Yeah. And I'm doing whatever. Setting lineups, checking Twitter, all that good stuff. I was totally thrown off my normal routine. Um, And that's fine. I'll do that a hundred times out of a hundred for the, the good of Louis bear. But uh, unfortunately my team suffered, but I will say this. It didn't matter. Thank goodness. It didn't matter. Cause you look at lighting score, 145 points, I think. Yeah. Um, I could have had my optimal lineup. I could have, added the best players from the pool of guys. Optimal lineup would not have beat that wagon. And he knows it. He said it himself. He said, am I a wagon? Hey, people are asking. (laughs) People are asking. He was against me. He was a wagon. He's been a wagon the last like three weeks since DeAndre Hopkins came out. There you go. So I don't think it mattered. It's embarrassing that I didn't put my best foot forward. You got sure. you had two guys starting that were out. That's bad. It's bad. Especially in the was, spot where I'm at. It's bad. It was a but bad the the day. It didn't matter. It was a bad visual. Sorry. I just gave some guys some rest that they needed. And, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, the people in the chat kind of were throwing jabs. I hope you feel bad about yourselves because obviously not family men. That's fine. Hey, that's fine. And we would, we would like to express our deepest. I mean, our, from the bottom of our hearts. I hope Louie is doing, doing well now. Thankfully he's doing okay. COVID is a big deal. It's a huge, yeah. Hey, it's a huge deal. So, (laughs) I mean, you know, flu numbers are up but but you know it the flu kind of just went away for two years but we won't talk about that uh, oh yeah that's a that's another podcast it's a slippery slope yep another podcast yep um yeah i mean it was just it was a bad visual is what it was in a league that that has so much integrity and cares so much yep it was that it was a tough it was a tough visual Speaking of that, I got a separate text from – oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was just saying, speaking to that, I had a separate text from Esto. It's tough when you get out of mass and you're in your car and you turn your phone off from Do Not Disturb and you see 25 texts. (laughs) 
you know, a lot of them from the chat, and then one from Esto just saying, oh, Sammy, no. <laughs> I'm like, what did I do? Yeah. He had tried it, to trade me for Mixon oh, solid. over the week. I can't get rid of Chubb or Mixon, by the way. I think yeah, my no. best – Absolutely not. Assuming they're healthy. Those yeah. are my those are my guys, but absolutely not. It's just tough to see that from a guy that bleeds fantasy football. You know, he's looking out for me. Yeah, I just wish someone would have said something earlier. But at the end of the day, that's on me. Yeah, that's like part of the said, game. You, you part point of the, game. the thumb, right? I point the thumb. Yep. Doesn't matter what um, day it is. I point the thumb. Sure. Yeah, I mean, just you know, a league that it it means it means more, right? Like you have to win in this league and, mm-hmm. and putting up two goose eggs in one week is not going to get you there. You have to set a lineup in this league <laughs> as opposed to maybe that some other the new slogan. You have yeah. to set a lineup in this league. You just yes. do. So to piggyback off that, have you started writing your set? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be telling you the truth if I didn't tell you that I kind of every now and then kind of think about what would be a good joke yeah what would what am I gonna say quick what question should I do what should I do oh that's me just pouring another glass all right and it's gone do your thing and it's gone yeah and it's South gone. Park anybody anybody it's yeah. <laughs> all and it's gone quick question for you on the comedy set is the winner of the league writing any of my jokes gets to write one joke the thing about a comedy set is that a joke could be an entire story. Correct. <laughs> it could be a hey, there's no parameters on, on the joke. So I think if I were to lose, I would have an opening set where I'd have to think about whether I tell the audience right away why I'm there. You can't. I think part of me would maybe not do that because I want them to kind of go along with you know, who is this guy and why is he here? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of funny. So I think I'd start with the joke written by the first place winner. Okay. And it's going to be a bomb. It's either going to be a a total bomb or it's going to be incredibly offensive. So my thing was I would, so I, I mean, the cat's out of the bag, right? I I started writing my set. And my, I was going to save the joke that was written for me for the very end. Oh, okay. Just so that I could almost like build the crowd up with maybe funny jokes, maybe <laughs> not. Right. But then at the very end, just kind of do that and, and be done. And you want to end like, with a, a stinker? Yeah. End with a stinker and just be like, Hey, the first, you know, 75% was okay. And then, you know, because when you start off with it, I think you lose interest right away. Because you suck? Yeah. And then yeah, everyone's like looking around, point. getting new drinks. They're like, <laughs> out loud. So let's go refill our, our, our whiskey sodas here. That's actually a really good point of view I had not considered. Try and build them up. And then at the end a little okay this guy doesn't deserve to be a stand-up comic right <laughs> so that was my okay. strategy okay but i i did have i do have a uh a fantasy football joke in there not giving away my 
like my thing of why I'm there. Okay. But just like fantasy football in general and the whole like punishment like craze right now. Do you want to share it? Nope. I'm good. But just know that it's that it's that was was gonna be in my set. So So okay. Listening to you talk, maybe putting the joke in the middle could work. Yeah. The other thought would be do it right away. And then have an explanation as to why I just said what I said. Sure. And then go on and just hopefully enamor the crowd with amazing humor. With your your finale. I know I've yeah. gotten some good remarks over the past couple pods. People saying that maybe I would do really well at this. Oh, that yeah. would be great. I take that People... as a great compliment because... Being a stand-up comic, that's tough. It's hard. You have to have the right cadence. You have to have the right storytelling. Yep. I watch some guys on Instagram reels every now and then. Who's that Asian guy with the goatee? Kind of a chubbier guy. Uh, Stavros? Maybe. maybe. I don't know. There's this guy that's super funny. Um, he, he tells this. What's that? Is he bigger? He's he's he seems short, but okay, just not really like fat. But I'm not gonna say the joke because it's he delivers it better than me, and it would just come across as offensive. But sure, I see these guys, and I'm like, okay, I could try to maybe mimic that. You're not talking about Ken Jong, right? No. Okay, thanks. Yeah, okay. I'll send you the video after this. Okay. Yeah, I mean, the more I think about it, like, and the more I started actually writing a set, it's hard. It's like, it's, I almost would, was like, I wish I would have chosen the track meet. <laughs> but at the, you know, that was back when I was three and four. So I think at know, the end now. of the day, if I have to do it or whatever, if it's a comedy set, I think it should, we should try to find like the biggest venue with the biggest crowd and like really do it. I know the lead center is not going to work, but try to find a legit, open mic where there's yeah. like 50 people well, I think, there i jacob told me the funny bone does open mics and it's like a, a well-known comedy club funny bone's great i've been there multiple yes. times for like big names like that would the same they that have, would be that would they be get bad. big dudes and they have they would it would comedy stand-up night like like a open mic night yeah like it would Bob be real. It was there real two weeks before he died. I know. Uh, it would be a real open mic night, like professional comics. Yeah, but hey, oh, I would get. Destroyed. We'll save that conversation <laughs> for for two weeks. Um, One last thing you, on that. I think the yeah. funniest joke a comic can say: if you're like, if you've been drinking and you're in the audience, maybe you've had an edible, whatever. If you're in the audience, the funniest thing a comic can say is a joke that just completely bombs and no one, no one peeps. <laughs> you're just sitting there like, oh, gosh. Yeah. It, and everyone's <laughs> looking around like, is anyone going to laugh? <laughs> is yeah. that the punchline? <laughs> yeah. It's that. And I feel like that's how it would go with me up there. But, hey. Hey. You just you you don't know until you know, and hopefully we get to find out. 
I hope. Yeah. Well, I hope not. We'll see. <laughs> uh, would you like to get to our beat up podium? Yeah, let's do it. I will not apologize that it's 30 minutes in. We're oh, same. We're doing great. Yeah, I, I won't apologize for anything. Absolutely not. I never have. I never will. So our PETA podium, fantasy compared to stonks. Stonks. Because we all know ZTech is the resident stonk guy in, stonk. in our league. And so we thought we would compare fantasy players to stocks. Love it. So, because, first off, actually, I should ask you, do you want to talk about the best ways to flake? Or should <laughs> we save that for another podcast? We're running. Like yeah, I said, I won't let's apologize. Let's get to the podium. We'll, stay, we'll save that for another for Yeah, another I won't apologize for being long-winded, but we'll save that for another time. Okay. Stonks, fantasy football players, you get 1-1. One, one. Ooh, Okay. Oh, all right. Where do I start? I don't want to say my best ones at the. Do I want to say my best one right away? Probably because, like, in theory, at, at draft position one one, you pick the best player, right? Right. Okay. <clears throat> so my best, my, or the, I think the most interesting one is Deshaun Watson, and for him, the stonk. That represents him as R I C K, aka R C I Hospitality Holdings. Oh, wow. So, this is a company that operates adult nightclubs, bombshells, and other segments in the United States, like within the adult entertainment industry. Okay. Uh, a couple examples would be Tootsie's Cabaret the Kappa Men's Club, and the Jaguars Club. So this company, which is, this is just perfect. They're operated and based in Houston, Texas. Yeah. We all know where Deshaun began his career in the NFL. Yeah. So this is a stock that's actually up. So for people in the audience that don't know, the S&P 500 is probably down somewhere around 20% on the year. I don't have that stat, like, perfect. The Dow is only down maybe 10%. The NASDAQ's down like 30%, something like that. So the S&P 500 is probably a, the best representation of what the stock market's done. Yep. So this company is actually up 15% on the year, which is kind of in, this is kind of not what Deshaun, I would say Deshaun's down probably, obviously, <laughs> But that's the one thing that's not in line with this stock. But Deshaun has been kind of treading water, and he's done with his 11-game suspension. Yeah. Hey. And he's back, and he can play next week. And I he's think, on the come-up. And they're playing against Houston. And I wonder – I think that might be the Monday night game. I'm not sure for on that. But he's trending, and Rick Hospitality is absolutely trending. That – I mean, that was a – deep comparison and i'm <laughs> here for it that was that was incredible <laughs> that might mine feel like surface level compared really because oh okay. buddy all right you usually do really good with these that was phenomenal like even a houston-based company like i've never heard of rick <laughs> apologies <laughs> that's one i've of never the, heard of, of that's rick, not but... an s p 500 component that's just a company I'm aware of. 
not because of personal use or experience, but just, you know, I'm in the industry. I, that's, that was good. Uh, that was a really good one. One. My first pick is going to be Najee Harris. And I think Najee Harris is blockbuster. <laughs> because after last season, it was hard to believe Najee could be bad. Right. Like, so much volume. He was goaded. He was goaded. He was a first round pick. It was like, okay, their quarterback changed, but Najee's still going to get the same amount of run. Like, he's the only guy in Pittsburgh. Right. And he's a good player. And Blockbuster was kind of similar. It was like, how do we, like, how do we go away from Blockbuster? Right. Like, everybody goes to Blockbuster to get their movies. And it seems like a pretty like sound business model, but when you like when you look deeper, it's incredibly inefficient. So totally. Blockbuster charges you for lists, right? But there's no real punishment when you never return a movie. Like I could Don't just pay get for a movie, it? I could just get a movie for block from Blockbuster and and never return it, and I can rack up late fees, and at the end of the day, like. I just end up paying some random amount for the for the movie, right? Yeah, let's say the DVD costs you twenty, like it's a twenty dollar DVD. Your late fees would equate to twenty. Now you own it, so you pay kind of full price, like you would at Target. My question would be: Does Blockbuster profit? Because did they pay eight dollars for that disc? Right, and I don't know. I don't know the answer. Doesn't, doesn't that movie depreciate as time goes on? Most likely. And so, Blockbuster is like out of business. So, And if you look at like, it just feels like an incredibly inefficient way of, of doing business. And if you look at the numbers from last year, Najee Harris wasn't a very good running back. Like he got a ton of volume, but it wasn't like that good of volume. And <laughs> now you add to it a terrible quarterback situation with like Trubisky slash Pickett. And I think like you could see if you dig if you dug a little deeper, you could see what was gonna happen with Najee Harris, but on the surface level, like Blockbuster was just a wagon there for a while and everybody for went sure. to Blockbuster to get their movies and no one really saw the downfall. For sure. Uh next pick is gonna be Christian McCaffrey. Okay. And I think he's Bitcoin. <laughs> we're going crypto. <laughs> yeah, okay. we're going to dip into the crypto market. I think when it's good, it's great. But it scares the living shit out of you along the way. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, hey, when yep. Bitcoin's good and when Bitcoin, when crypto's soaring and going on this, this marvelous run, everybody's like let's let's hammer bitcoin but the minute everybody wants a taste yep everybody wants a taste a little cmc when he's putting up 20 points in. but it's terrifying along the way like you every day you think this could crash so yep and that's the story of cmc and fantasy football you draft him you know one one or you draft him top five and you pray to God that he stays healthy. 
I 100% agree. You're praying to the bank on that one. Lately, it's been good. Yeah. And when Bitcoin's good, it's good. Just need a little change of scenery. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, you get the turn. I'm going to go with Tom Brady here. And uh, the stock I would equate him to is MTCH, a.k.a. A- Match Group Incorporated. So this is the dating services conglomerate that owns like Tinder, Match, Hinge, etc. So this is a stock that's down 63% on the year. It has been so good, like leading up to this year. Very similar to like Brady, obviously the GOAT, the best quarterback ever, but just town. He's not done well. I know firsthand, I've got him on my team. Um, so it's in line with like his abysmal start to the season. So there's some parody there. And especially with like the company itself, Tom Brady with his divorce is going to have to hop on match.com and try to find a new bride because he is single and ready to mingle. 100%. So that's my Tom Brady match.com comparison. Very topical. I try, I'm trying to be here with these. Yeah, that's uh, incredible. My turn pick is going to be Josh Jacobs. Oh, man, I have a Josh Jacobs comparison. I'm very interested. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, I can save him for my honorable mention. No, dude, you get Josh Jacobs. Get him. I would be interested to see what you say about him. Um, so I've got him as XOM, aka Exxon Mobile. This is a stock that's up eighty percent on the year, which is just absolutely humming. <laughs> and probably nobody saw this coming. Uh, I don't know that a lot of people expected Josh Jacob to be the goat of fantasy football. Nope. Uh, actually, in one of the other leagues that I'm in, uh, disclosure: I'm in four fantasy football leagues. Two of them I don't look at very well. I don't like so this league and my East High League are my kind of my leagues. The other two are like one's work, and the other one's like a bachelor party that I was in, and it just doesn't seem to want to die. And that's true. Like I'll, I'll play along. Sure. So I have Jacobs in another league, and people were texting like, "Haha!" Like after I picked him, the Raiders released Josh Jacobs. What are you doing? And I'm like, "Wait, what? I didn't see that." So some people thought he was done. And meanwhile, people were chasing other running backs like Jonathan Taylor, Alvin Kamara, which I would equate to like tech stocks, like Google, you know, total like tech plays. And those guys are getting hammered. Jonathan Taylor sucks. Alvin Kamara, average. Josh Jacobs along the way has been a value play. And no doubt about it, he is the Exxon Mobile of fantasy football. Yeah, I mean that's that's incredible. Uh, yeah, that's probably better than where I was going with Josh Jacobs. Mine was, I think Josh Jacobs is just the S and P five hundred. But the S and P is down, bro. I know, but like people always say. Like, just go buy the S&P 500. So, right? like, long-term. Yeah, no doubt. And long-term every is. year. This year, every, no. 
but long term. What people sure. talk about is every year that Josh Jacobs has been in the NFL, he's been a top twenty running back. Go. Yet every year, people like poo-poo him as this mid that you can get in the fifth round and like no one believes in Josh Jacobs like everybody like DeAndre Swift in the second round right but right but every year Josh Jacobs every single year that he's been in the NFL he's been a top did he go to Bama he's yes he's consistent as hell yeah and then one year, he just pops off like, hey, S&P 500, 2021. 100%. Right? Yep. Went. And that feels like this year where you get almost paid dividends for buying Josh Jacobs. Absolutely. Because it's like, just buy the S&P 500. Like, just buy the market. But, yeah. So, that's where I was going with it. Well said. But, Next, so two, I'm going to go Travis Kelsey, and I'll go Berkshire Hathaway. Nice. Um, it's good being a, a shareholder of Berkshire Hathaway, right? Like, been good forever. It's kind of, it's sort of recession proof. You get like the the ancillary stuff along with it. You get to go to the the shareholder meeting. You get to just tell people that you own Berkshire Hathaway. Yeah, and. You kind of have to pay a premium. You definitely have to pay a premium. But year after year, the returns are worth it. Yeah, because you have to draft Kelsey like in the third round. Yep, you have to pay a premium. You got to go like second round and get go get Travis Kelsey and a tight end, which is like a totally unsexy second round. It pick. makes you want to puke. But, yes. And you kind of laugh at whoever does it. Yes. Week after week, that guy's <laughs> He puts up 15 to 20 points and you're yep. like, he defies all logic at the tight end position. Every year. And Berkshire Hathaway defies all logic of the stock market. Like, nice just stuff. go, everybody that's listening to this, go do me a favor and look up Berkshire Hathaway's stock price. It's banana. R.K. <laughs> look it up. It's banana. And it feels a, like, B. It feels like Travis Kelsey. It's like, this can't be worth it, but it always is. Yep. So there's that. My last one. I will go with Lamar Jackson. Okay. Netflix. Oh. Um, massive IPO, right? Huge. Huge IPO. And Jack Lamar Jackson kind of had this massive year where he won the MVP. He was just, like, unstoppable. And since then, do you want to know what, what Lamar Jackson's done? Well, yeah, I'd love to know. Quarterback 15, quarterback 10. This year he's quarterback 8. But okay. he had one, one week that he scored 44 points, and since then he's been, like, he can hardly get above 20. Oof. And so it was, like, I mean, his like 12, 14, 16, 10, 21, 17, 15. Those aren't good. No. And like he had this massive IPO and everybody thought he was the next, the next thing. And it's like, man, you got to spend a lot to go get Lamar Jackson in a draft. 
And Netflix and has like that. Netflix, he might have some upside though. Sure, he always has to figure that out. Yeah, he always has upside, but he just never really does it. So there's my last pick. You're up. Okay. Let's go with uh, TJ Hawkinson, my new Vikings mm-hmm. tight end. Yeah. I'm going to equate him to LMT, a.k.a. Lockheed Martin. So, for those that don't know, Lockheed Martin is a security aerospace company. They basically make defense missiles and combat systems for the U.S. military. And they'll sell that stuff to, like, allied countries and, unfortunately, probably sell it to some uh, not-so-allied countries, which, again, is another conversation for another podcast. Uh, but in large part due to the war in the Ukraine, Lockheed Martin is up 36% on the year. And TJ Hawkinson has been killing it. Uh, wow. He's averaged 10 points per game, which you can't ask for much more than that from a tight end. Like if you said, give me $100 and your tight end will score 10 points every game. For this fantasy season, you would say deal. Yeah. Right? Like, you wouldn't take that for your quarterback or your running back or your wide receiver. Maybe your defense. You would 100% do that for your tight end. Probably your kicker, too. So, TJ has been so consistent. He's battle-tested, no doubt. And the other thing about him is that he crossed the eastern border of Minnesota – coming from Michigan, just like Putin crossed the eastern (laughs) border of Ukraine. So 100%, TJ Hawkinson is the Lockheed Martin. And it's so true. So just for perspective here, I have Mark Andrews, and he's the tight end two on the year behind Travis Kelsey. (laughs) Okay, And he has points. He's been good. Do you want to guess how how many weeks he scored over 10 points? Five. The answer is four. Okay. And he's the second, the number two tight end in the league. So, yeah, right. I think every single person would say, yeah, it's for my tight end every week. I'm super happy with it. You would take – did you draft him? I did. What round do you think he took him? I took him in the third round. That's early. Yeah. It's early. Yep. And he's the – I mean, he's paid off, right? He's the second-rated tight end, but but he's also only scored over 10 points four times. Right. So, hey, that, that's a tough position to draft. Mm-hmm. For but, sure. Um, any, anything you want to get off your chest prior to, get, to, to getting off this podcast? Well, I just have a couple honorable mentions. Oh, sure. Absolutely. I'm going to go through this really quick, okay? Uh, Cam Akers is Carnival Cruise Lines. <laughs> a lot of people had a lot of hope for – Cam Akers this season. A lot of people had a high hopes for the cruise industry coming off COVID. And I would like to tell all those people <laughs> they've all, both situations have sucked. Zero delivery on both ends. Akers, 3.8 points per game. Carnival Cruise Lines down 53% on the year. When you go to a carnival, what do you see? You see clowns. That's Cam yes. Akers. Yep. Uh, Russell Wilson, he's like Facebook stock, terrible. 
Russ and Zuck are not cooking. And, like, uh, rebrand. Terrible. Kind of, you know? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like, Zuck went to Meta. Yep. Russ went to Denver. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, there. like, bad rebrand. Yep. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, here's a good one. So, he's Goldman Sachs. Goldman Sachs is historically a incredibly strong company in the investment banking world, but 100% have a reputation of being scummy. And Rodgers is no doubt one of the best QBs, but he's 100% a scumbag. Yeah. Uh, Goldman Sachs yeah. stock is flat on the year. Aaron Rodgers wow. is flat. He goes out every <laughs> week and he is flat. Yeah, it's okay. like if I need if I need fifteen points, I'll go get Aaron Rodgers off the right. waivers and just sub right. him for a week. Like, it's pretty much what what you get. Yep, what you see is what you get. And my last one is the Raiders defense. These guys are the communication services sector of the S and P five hundred XLC. So this fund tracks the performance of the comm services sector, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so this year, it's the worst performing sector of the S&P. Yikes. <laughs> so top holding would be like Facebook, uh, Netflix, Disney. Oof, ouch, go work, go woke, go broke. Broke, <laughs> sorry. I'm drunk, guys. That's hey. why this podcast is an hour. <laughs> we love it. We love it. Um, so the Raiders defense is the worst in the league, and they average 4.4 points per game they've scored 48 points all season raiders defense that's the xlc that's that's the last thing i had for you guys and just to to put this into perspective the raiders defense has played denver twice right houston jacksonville and indianapolis look at that yuck Yeah, that's that's good. That's really good. All right. Hey. I hate to sign off, but No, I, I get it, but I won't apologize. I won't apologize either. Absolutely not. It's tradition. You gotta drink a bottle of wine when I'm on the co- podcast. This is this is from here on out. This is how it goes. People know what they're signing up for when they push play. Yeah, and maybe next year, if if your record indicates it, you'll come on a little earlier. And the people can only hope. (laughs) All right, pal. All right. Love you, bro. Love you guys. Love you, too. We'll be seeing you. Talk to you later. Bye.